is the Mulberry Lane Show. The Mulberry Lane Show. Exclusive interviews, fun, music, celebrities. Your weekend getaway. Now, here's Mulberry Lane, Rachel, Bo, and Ellie Cat. Be a part of the family. Hey, it's Rachel here with your radio sisters, Bo and Allie. And it's time for the Mulberry Lane Show. Well, great to have you with us along for the musical journey today. You're in for a great ride with a couple of twists and turns. That's right, Allie. And we're so happy you meet us here every weekend for your dose of music, arts, and lifestyle here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Mm-hmm. We're going to turn up the heat with the guests stopping by today. Here's the list. <laughs> the Mulberry Lane Show's on. Celebrity story songs. You're going to have it going on when we tell you who's stopping by now. Up first, former lead singer of rock band Stained and now country music hitmaker Aaron Lewis. You know Aaron from these hits from Stained? It's been a while since I could hold my head up high. On the outside, I'm looking in. I can see through you, see your true colors. And from these country songs, I rarely drink from the bottle, but I'll smoke a little weed. I still live in the sticks where you wouldn't go in a town of twelve. Boy is all I'll ever be. Taught me a whole lot more than how to hunt. One of these days I'll pass it on to my grandson. My granddaddy's gone. Well, Aaron joins your weekend to tell you what you can expect from his upcoming show at Sturco. It's on the 31st. You're going to hear how Aaron, who is named number 49 in the top 100 heavy metal vocalist by Hit Parader, became a storytelling country music singer. And Aaron is also not afraid to share some of his political beliefs along with his music as well. You're also going to hear the story behind his brand new single, Folded Flag. Mm-hmm. Who's next, Allie? Okay, well, next we have country music star. Frankie Ballard. You know Frankie from this song? Every time you kiss me, it's like sunshine whiskey. And the song. How am I ever gonna get to be old and wise if I am young and crazy? With three number one hits under his belt, you can catch Frankie Ballard on August 31st at Stir Cove in Council Bluffs. And you're going to hear him in concert along with Aaron Lewis. And today, get the scoop on Frankie's latest album, El Rio, the recording of it, and the unique sound he has in country music today and how he's meshed all of his influences together. Frankie is one charming guy. Who's next, Allie? Well, next up is singer-songwriter Peggy Young, and you're going to be intrigued with the background to this album. Trying to live my life without you, babe Is the hardest thing I'll ever do Trying to get the love we once shared Is the hardest burden I'll ever bear 
title of the album is Raw, which tells a lot about what Peggy has been going through. After many years of marriage to music legend Neil Young, she found herself a few years ago divorced alone and reinventing herself. So what's a musician to do? Turn to music, of course, which is exactly what she did with two legendary musicians and dear friends of hers, Spooner Oldham and Kelvin Holly. Now, all three of them are joining your weekend to give you the scoop on the friendship and love that led to this album. Yes, and in spite of the heartbreak that brought on this album, the album exudes a positivity. So you guys are going to dig that today. Well, before we start the musical fireworks today, Rachel, I hear you have something to share. And Allie, you're going to be particularly interested in this story because it kind of hinges around you. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) My ears are perked. Yes. So I'm on my way to the studio this morning. I stopped by Scooters to get you guys some coffee. So I go through the Scooters drive-thru and I make my order and then I go up to the window and the barista was super nice and I gave her my credit card and I'm just chatting away. And so then she comes back with my card and I'm like, oh, thank you. And then she says, I have to ask you a weird question. And I'm like, what? And she says, did you happen to know an Allison? (laughs) And I'm like, well, I have a sister named Allison. And she's like, oh my gosh. She says, I could totally tell because your mannerisms, your voice, everything about you is just like Allie. I know who that is. And I told her, actually, I'm on my way to see Allie. One of these coffees is for her. And she's like, well, tell Allie, Lanise says hi. So Lanise says hi. Well, a shout out to Lenise today. And you know you might have a coffee drive through problem when they not only recognize you, but they recognize other people that look like you. It's <laughs> all in the family. Well, we've got your shot of caffeine when you come back. Country singer Aaron Lewis. You also know him as the lead singer of the band Stained. Keep it here. We Meet the celebrities on your radio station. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Thanks for keeping it here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. Well, you first knew him as the front man for the heavy metal band Stain, landing the cover of Rolling Stone and multiple hit songs, including Outside and It's Been a While. Now, for the last few years, you've known Aaron Lewis as a rock and country artist, and his latest release is called Folded Flag. You're going to hear all about that song, plus his upcoming performance at Sturco, rescheduled for August 31st. Aaron Lewis here today, doing things his own way. Yeah, yeah. How are you? Good. Great to have you. Great to be on. I don't know that I've ever been introduced that way before. Well, we're happy to be the first. Perfect. (laughs) Okay, Aaron, so what can fans expect from an Aaron Lewis show? These days, a very country show with a country band. It's gone through many metamorphoses over the years. I bet. Well, it started out as just a, I was just playing acoustic and I didn't even have a set list. I would just go out on stage and just wing it. Okay. And then in that time frame, my plumber at the time bet me that I couldn't write a country song, so I wrote (laughs) Country Boy. Leave it to the plumber, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But he lost the bet, so... He lost the bet. As the lead singer with Stain, you were named one of the top 50 heavy metal vocalists by Hit Parader. So now, how did you translate that voice into a voice that fits country music? Uh, I just don't go after that stuff anymore. Okay. <laughs> uh, still can. Okay. Still can. There's a point in the show every night where I, I let it sneak out and, and remind everybody that I... Oh, I bet the crowd loves choice. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I 
always kind of screamed and yelled my vocals with Stain, and I'm kind of just using a gentler voice, I guess. Did that take you a while to find that voice? No, it's just it was it was the same voice, just pushed a lot harder. Okay. It was there. So is it almost refreshing to you to not have to push it anymore, except for that little vignette in the show? Not necessarily. I do enjoy the, the release of singing the stained material okay. and singing in that manner. Yeah. But it's also nice to have my thought process and focus be more on on the delivery and, and it being pretty instead of it being okay. rough and gritty. Now, Folded <laughs> Flag is such a touching tribute. So when you heard it for the first time, did you know this was a song that you had to record? It was extremely obvious. The first time I ever heard it, we were sitting in the loading dock area behind the venue and it was me and Luke and three or four veterans that had served you know i think the the guy with the least amount of tours under his belt had gone over five times already okay there was one guy that had been over eight or nine wow. times on a full tour uh luke took the moment and said hey you guys i, I got this song that me and a couple friends were working on and, and i'd love to play it for you guys wow they were like yeah of course hear it. and he played that song and at the end of the song you know, those three or four hardened hero war veterans were all crying. Wow, so you knew. And so, absolutely, I knew that that was the right response from the right person. Yeah. The, mm -hmm. the song was for them. It was very obvious immediately. So now when you recorded it, talk a little bit about that session. And did you get choked up, emotional? It, not during the recording process. Okay. There's been a few different times on stage. Yeah. Where it just it, it, the the moment that it created the the tears in the in the audience, the just sheer tangible emotion in the entire room, where it's choked me up a little bit a couple times. So now, when you get into that emotional place, do you go with it or do you fight it? thinking mm. oh, I've got to finish or do you just uh, let it go? I, I am such an emotional disaster <laughs> I have to fight it okay I, I have to fight it if I don't if I don't fight it every bit of everything that I don't want to come out <laughs> is right behind it just pushing itself out and and the, the emotional response will be much greater than it than it needed to be okay well you know yourself well <laughs> I'm a mess. <laughs> I'm not, certainly not something that I've ever tried to keep secret. Okay. You're listening to Aaron Lewis, country music hitmaker, here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, you don't hide your patriotism, and you start your concerts with the Pledge of Allegiance. So in today's political environment, have you gotten any blowback with that? Not from anybody whose opinion matters to me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. you like that answer? Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. You've been outspoken about politics and other artists. You've been in a little bit of trouble here and there in life. So where does that come from? Where does that part of you that, you know, speaks up and doesn't care come from? I don't know. Not having a filter, not <laughs> not being able to keep my mouth shut. Uh, sometimes, you know, reality stings a little bit. Right. So were your parents that way? But my mom and dad were kind of little on the hippie side of things like i remember my dad when i was younger you know getting arrested for sitting in at a nuclear power plant 
Okay. From stopping traffic from going through the gate. My patriotism came from watching the world around me crumble. Mm-hmm. And being 45 years old and seeing what has happened to this country just in the 45 years that I've been alive. Uh-huh. And I've got three kids. And what's going on in this country means a lot more than it did when I was, you know, in my 20s and didn't care. Yeah. And you've got the next generation coming up behind you. The next generation coming up behind me that is so indoctrinated and so de-educated to the documents that created this country, mm-hmm. to the restrictions that have been put on government on purpose, to a long laundry list of things that we're not even leaving high school knowing anymore. Right. Yeah. By design. What better way to gain more power as the government than to have a society of people that doesn't even know what the rules are. The federal government isn't supposed to be doing what it's doing. Yeah. There's 18 things. The, the federal government is limited to those 18 things, so it's the balance of power. Everything else is supposed to be on your state and local level, so it's actually attached to you. Yeah. So do you find that your fans, do you feel like you have a stronger loyalty with your fan base because of a little bit deeper of your belief system? I don't know that it's that. Uh-huh. I just I know that everybody doesn't agree with me. Right. You know, I've I've gotten into pretty heated political conversations with fans outside the bus. <laughs> you know, hanging out, talking to them. Right. But at says, least you engage. You know, I think that there is loyal and and steadfast with me because you get what you get. Yeah. I'm not, try- I'm not trying to be something that I'm not. I'm not trying to put on some sort of. Hey, this is uh, pretense. I, yeah, I, I said earlier, I'm, I'm a mess, and I've never hid that from anyone. You know, it's, there's records and records of stain songs that I wrote all the lyrics to. That if a psychologist sat down and analyzed these freaking songs, they'd have a field day with it. Right, right. Well, you know, in today's world of imaging and all of that, it is refreshing to see someone who actually says what he thinks and is who he is instead of the layers of pretense. Mm, none of that here. You know? Okay, <laughs> before we let you go, one final question. You're the dad to three daughters. So how do you balance your life as a dad and your life as a country music star? Uh, the best that I can. I, I fail at it sometimes. I'm really good at it sometimes. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty human, you know? You learn as you go, and I do the best that I can. And sometimes that's not good enough. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just life and you just got to try harder the next time it comes around yeah some of us are thick-headed so do any of your daughters <laughs> share your thick-headedness uh, absolutely <laughs> okay well that's good oh god all three of my kids are such perfect blends of their parents yeah. and you know i get blamed for all the bad characteristics and she takes the credit for all the good characteristics as it should be right pretty normal pretty <laughs> normal <laughs> All right. Well, Aaron, we want to thank you so much for joining the show, and we will see you at the Cove. Sounds great. Thanks, Aaron. You're welcome, girls. Aaron Lewis, country singer and lead singer of the band Stained here on the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. Now you can catch Aaron Lewis this Thursday at Stir Concert Cove in Council Bluffs, along with this next guy coming up, rising country star Frankie Ballard. Now here's some Aaron Lewis. Now I grew up down an old dirt road 
one you wouldn't know My pops picked the place up for 1500 bucks Back in 1964 My grandfather was a drinker Back in the day he put him down But a war is known to change a man And the whiskey's known to change a man That's not me I rarely drink from the bottle But I'll smoke a little weed I still live in the sticks Where you wouldn't go In a town of 1200 Off an old dirt road And a country boy Is all I'll ever be Meet the celebrities on your radio station. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Thanks for keeping it here on the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. Well, he's an up-and-coming country star with a nod from Rolling Stone for having one of the 25 best country and Americana albums of 2016. Now, you can see what the fuss is all about when Frankie Ballard brings his brand of country rock and songs off that album called El Rio to Stir Cove, August 31st. First, hear all about his on-fire career right now. Frankie Ballard, here with you today, rocking country music his way. Yeah, Man, that's, the best, that's the best start of an interview I've ever had. Oh, awesome Yay. to hear. Well, it's great to have you at this, Frankie. Wow, it's great to be with you. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to come back to Sir Cove. Yes. I've been in that neck of the woods a couple times. Okay, so now for people who have not seen you live performance, what can people expect from a Frankie Ballard show? Well, we're going to play all the songs we want to hear from my Sunshine and Whiskey album. We're okay. going to play a majority of the new album, El Rio. Lots of guitar playing. And we're going to leave every drop of sweat on the stage. The band and I absolutely love to play live and put our toes over the front of the stage and bring the heat. So okay. I can't wait. Well, I think the heat will be there for sure. <laughs> more ways than one. So now your brand of country music is a little more rebel, a little more rock than a lot of stuff out there. So how did you originally develop your sound and, and your sonic aesthetic? Well, when I was just a young little puppy dog growing up in Battle Creek, Michigan, my dad was really into all the 50s Memphis Sun Records stuff. Okay. Elvis, Johnny Cash, Carl Perkins. And he turned me on to that stuff as a young boy, and I just fell in love. Good place to have your musical roots, really. Yeah, and so, you know, there's a lot of blues coming up from Mississippi and kind of the birthplace of rock and roll, but also a lot of country influence in that type of music. So, you know, that's my foundational uh, place that I'm coming from. But, you know, as a guitar player and getting to grow up in an era where there was so much wonderful music, I discovered all kinds of different influences from British rock and roll to Texas blues to all the country of the 80s and 90s. I feel very blessed to have grown up in the time that I did because I had so much access. Yeah, now it's one thing, you know, to enjoy a lot of music and play a lot of different kinds, but it's a whole nother thing to develop your own unique sound. So, you know, was it through playing a lot of shows and gigs that you've developed, how you play and how you sing? How did that come about? To be honest with you, I think that's something that's still developing. Okay. Um, I'm always trying to refine what it is that I do and make my version of country music, my sound, a better, closer, more real, honest 
version of who I really am as an artist and what really turns me on. So I think that that's a journey that I'm going to be on forever. You know, I'm, I'm one of those guys who's never really satisfied. So I'm always trying to to make it a little bit sharper cheddar cheese. You know? <laughs> I like it. I, I read where Bob Seger and John Mellencamp are inspirations for you. Now, they were considered, you know, rock in their day. So now you are definitely in country. You know, music has changed a lot in how it's categorized. So how has that kind of shaped where you are now? Well, you know, as a young kid, I really attached myself to those artists because it felt like a Midwestern thing. Right. Uh, it felt like a heartland kind of thing where there there was story songs and the lyrics were very country oriented, you know. But they had these big grooves and guitar sounds and their vocals were scratchy and loud. And, and Tom Petty or Steve Miller, wow. uh, the Eagles, bands like that too, I feel like are also... Uh, Bruce Springsteen also you could put in that category mm-hmm. but you know they influenced me in a big way and, and kind of gave me the license to say well you know just because I'm not from the south uh, that doesn't mean that I can't have songs and sing songs and write songs that have this kind of lyric this kind of country lyric you know with a story right. behind it yes country music singer songwriter guitarist and all around cool dude Frankie Ballard here on the Mulberry Lean Show so then your first album, Sunshine and Whiskey, that produced three consecutive number one singles. So bringing that sound to country and kind of sticking to what you believe in and that sound, how did that feel to have those three consecutive number one hits? It's amazing. Yeah. You know, the power of country radio hit me right between the eyes. All of a sudden, <laughs> from coast to coast, I could go play a show and people are singing back the words to my song. Yeah. It was like a, this whole new world opened up. It's what you always dream of, you know? You always dream of being able to break through and have your music played on the radio. And so to get that feeling, uh, it felt like a dream was coming true, but it also felt like dreams that I hadn't even dreamt yet were coming true. So (laughs) I was just blown away. Yeah. Now, your current single is your version of Bob Seger's You'll Accompany Me. So laying that down in the studio, of course, you know, everyone's so familiar with the Bob Seger version. How did you approach it to put your stamp on it and make it your own? It was a very fragile thing because I respect and love Bob so much. And this was definitely a tribute to everything he's given me musically. Okay. Um, in that way, you don't really want to offend him. You don't want to take it someplace where it was never meant to go. Meant to right. go. Yeah. But at the same time, you're feeling like, well, I, I got to make it my own and I've got to put my stamp on it. So I changed a couple things. Like he said, uh, someday, lady, you'll accompany me. And for whatever reason, I always felt like that should be baby. So I said baby <laughs> instead of lady. Uh, definitely put some more electric guitar work into it moved a couple sections around so it's different in some ways but in in a lot of ways it's still paying tribute to his version and to the song in its original form that's a hard line to walk but you did it very well oh thank you very much so now your current album el rio now you recorded that at sonic ranch in texas so what do you think recording there did for the feel and sound of the album Well, first of all, it it allowed us to get really focused because we were on a mission. Living here in Nashville, it can be hard to record here in town for me because I get distracted and people are stopping by. And, you know, we we were putting something on the line by going down to El Paso. That made us really focused. After the success of the first album, too, you know, you want to come back with something that continues it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think any artist, 
is really influenced by their environment, you know. And I'm right on the border of the United States and Mexico. The Rio Grande River runs right behind the ranch, and so I could look over the river and, you know, walk around at night in the desert, which was just a very inspirational thing to do. But I was in a very thankful headspace, and I'll tell you why. Because I was on the border living the epitome of my dream, making this album that I wanted to make. On the other side of the border, there's a lot of people that are struggling to do that very thing, whatever that dream may be for them. So I just felt very thankful to be doing what I was doing, to be where I was at, and that influenced and affected the musical decisions we were making on the floor. Okay. That's very interesting. So you made it in the state of gratitude, really. Absolutely, which I think is a great place to make music from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're listening to country music singer-songwriter Frankie Ballard. Gotta take a quick break. When we come back, more with Frankie. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. It's been highs and lows, wrestling free with bumpy roads. Curse the devil, we prayed to heaven, lost it all and we rolled some sevens. Been more smiles and there's been tears, been more good than bad years. Ain't it crazy, baby, how we got Started with a beer. Bringing you the stories behind the songs. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Thanks for keeping it here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. Well, if you've just joined us, you're in the middle of a chat with country music singer-songwriter-guitarist Frankie Ballard. Coming to Sturco August 31st. Talking about his album, El Rio. Let's get back with Frankie Ballard right now. Now, seeing you perform live, I get the vibe that you're all about feeling those words and delivering the message of the words. It seems like you don't get caught up in like pitch or technicalities. So when you're singing, do you mostly just think of the words and the message? Yeah, that's a conscious effort for me too, you know, because mm-hmm. I always try to think about that person who's never seen us play live and yeah. maybe they've never even heard this song. And I know that each time I play a song, no matter what the message is or whatever the lyric is, I know that I got to do it justice so that it can do its job and maybe land on that person the way it's supposed to and inspire them or help them get through something they need to get through. Or It's hard when you play as much as we do because you can get into habits of playing things a certain way, but uh, I really try to tell myself before I walk on stage and before each song, you know, make sure you're doing the lyric justice and make sure you're going for it, you know. Technicality be damned. You just have to let it fly out there and see what happens. Yeah, well, I love that about you. You can tell, you know, because you do get that message across. Well, thank you. I, I try hard to do it. Sometimes it's a challenge, but the band and I are always working to do that better. Yeah. Now, your producer, Marshall Altman, worked with Mark Broussard. So you yeah. kind of specifically chose him because you appreciated Mark's music. So talk a little bit about working with Marshall and what he brings to the project. I was definitely uh, initially attracted to Marshall because of some of the work he had done, but I, I really fell in love with working with him once we started to get our hands dirty. You know, he really lets me experiment and take time with things and tweak on things and change things. And having sort of that open relationship with a music producer is really important for me because I I don't always stick the landing on the first try or 
sometimes I have to try something before I know it's a good idea or a bad idea. Okay. And you got to have somebody that's willing to fail with you uh, in order to find what's right. And we have a great working relationship. It's like building a house or anything else. You have to be around people that, you know, you can look at them and they know what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. And the ideas and the visions, you know, they all line up. And Marshall's that guy for me. And, you know, sometimes you don't records. really recognize that or realize that until you are actually in the trenches because you know sometimes you think you might have that kind of relationship but not until you're actually in it do you realize if it's going to work or not you're absolutely right and you know we've all been in those situations but that's the magic of making music you have to get it right you know you got to find who's right and you have to work to try to be in the right place and with the right people and that's definitely a challenge of of recording music for right. sure. Yeah. Now you recently got married. Yes, so ma'am. Congratulations. Oh, thank you very much. I'm a very, very lucky man. I found my partner in life, and you know I'm a difficult guy to partner up with <laughs> because I have a lot of shortcomings and a lot of holes and gaps and missing links. And thankfully, uh, Chrissy fills all those and lifts me up and allows me to do what I do in the best possible way. So I'm dangerous now. I got like the strength of 10 men. Aww. I love it. <laughs> so now are you going to start recording some love songs? And <laughs> Well, you know, my life is definitely full of love, but it's still full of uh, a lot of challenge. And I-, I think that the evil forces at work in this world that are always trying to bring you back down, they don't let up on you just because you found love. So I, I still have my fair share of, of challenges and difficult things to write about. And uh, the way I look at the world, I think, is a unique way. So I'm just going to try to be honest to all that stuff that's happening in my life when it comes time for the new project. Okay. That's the best that's way awesome. to do it. Well, you're listening to Rockin' Country hitmaker Frankie Ballard here on the Mulberry Lane Show. With your unique take on things, your unique writing, and your unique image, was there ever a point in Nashville, with the conformity of things, that you were told to go more in a bro country direction and be more of like one of the hat kind of guys? Were you ever told to do that? No, I'm so thankful to be in a relationship with Warner Brothers Records, and my team over there has always wanted me to be me from the moment they gave me the record deal to now and working on whatever's next. They just want me to be the best version of me, so I'm very lucky that I haven't felt those kind of pressures from them. Yeah, at the same time, any artist, I think, in the parlance of their times is faced with, well, I want to be a part of what's really popular right now, but I've learned that the best of me is only available when I'm being true and honest to who I am. So I'm just going to try to stick to that. That's awesome. That's good advice. Okay, so new project in the works? Absolutely. I've been writing feverishly. We've already started cutting some demos with the band. So okay. there'll be new music headed out to the world very soon. Okay, and you have a chair waiting here for you. Your next musical project, you got to come back and chat with us. Oh, you got it. After that wonderful musical intro, I'll be knocking down your door. (laughs) Yeah, and we'll have a new, fresh one for you when you come back. So sweet. Okay, so Stir Up Hope, August 31st. Frankie Ballard, and you're on with Aaron Lewis. We're going to give you guys a great show, I promise. It's going to be great. We don't doubt it, Frankie. Take care, and we'll catch up with you down the road. Adios, muchacha. Okay. (laughs) Frankie Ballard here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Go download his new album, El Rio. We'll be back with Peggy Young and legendary musicians Spooner Oldham and Kelvin Holly. Keep hanging out with your radio sisters. Meet you right around the corner. Someday, baby, you'll me, me. 
and everything in between. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Thanks for keeping it here on the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. Well, after 37 years of marriage to music legend Neil Young ended in divorce in 2014, Peggy Young did what came naturally. She put her emotions into music, and what came out was her latest album, Raw. Now, Peggy joins your weekend right now along with her co-writers and legendary musicians, Spooner Oldham and Kelvin Holly, to give you a behind-the-scenes glimpse of the making of Raw. Welcome, welcome to the show, Peggy Spooner and Kelvin. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Wow, very nice. Thank you. <laughs> okay, now, Peggy, this is such a personal album for you. Your journey through divorce and refining yourself. How did you get to the place where you could write about what was in your heart? Well, I probably started writing about, you know, my emotions and pretty much straight away after, you know, realized what was happening and, uh, you know, that our marriage was going to be, uh, it had run its course. Is that easy for you to get to that place of total honesty? Well, I mean, you know, when I was writing, originally wrote a lot of stuff that was obviously, you know, just for me, you know, just to, like, get stuff out you know and then when i got together with spooner and calvin here and we we got together in the hotel room and just kind of you know worked for a few days and i didn't have a single melody i didn't have anything but just this big old stack of words and so you know we just created some songs out of all this words i had which was about a year into the okay you know from the the, process yeah the process so uh about what did we come up with like about 10 songs and couple yeah. few days there yeah. and uh, then got into the studio and started recording them and you know I really hope that this has that universal quality to it as well so cause I know I'm not the only one who's gone through absolutely sorrow and loss and grief whether it's you know uh-huh. divorce whether it's death whatever it is it's part of the human condition so and having to reinvent yourself yeah too Spooner and Kelvin, now this project seems like a labor of not just artistry and musicianship, but love and support. So, Spooner, in your words, what was this project like for you? Well, you you hit on the word I like there, love. Uh, You know, we love Peggy. And uh, the project itself, Peggy just described, it was a cathartic uh, Uh healing kind of process of injury or whatever. Kelvin and I just sort of did little duties to her sad and lonely words and tried to make it a little danceable. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Kelvin, Kelvin, how is this project unique for you? It was therapeutic for all of us, you know, because music is a healer. I mean, everybody knows that. I wasn't really paying a lot of attention to what the lyrics were saying. I was looking at the rhythm of the lyric. Uh And so I would just pick up the guitar and start playing a a chord progression and if the words fit they fit and then we would just work on that and i mean we wrote like 10 songs in like two days you wow. know? the three of you have known each other for so long so when you know you get into a, a writing session like that do things flow just pretty easy well it just depends on the mood uh, but in our case at that particular time things were just pouring out you know 
so yeah i mean we came with a productive weekend you know yeah those are always uh, great when you have those <laughs> yeah it was great singer songwriter peggy young here on the mulberry lane show talking about her brand new album raw written after her divorce from music legend neil young now peggy is here along with legendary musicians spooner oldham and kelvin holly now peggy of your five albums this is the first time you've assumed the production duties so what was that like for you well, you know, I mean, I had a pretty clear vision of what I wanted the record to sound like. Uh-huh. And, you know, we started with one producer, didn't, you know, end up working out at the end of the day. And so then okay. we switched, went back to uh, working with uh, Chad Haley, who'd done four of our five records, this being the fifth one. Okay. He's just a great recording engineer and mixer. And I think I gave him some production credit, too. As he certainly deserved it. I was uh-huh. meant to. If I didn't, I hope I did. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, because he really helped guide us sure. in uh, a really nice way. And me in particular, I think later on, you know, with just bo- working on some vocals and this and that. So I really think it was kind of a survivor production, too, honestly. It's, uh, we're a real collaborative band. You know, when it came to putting the horn section on, for instance, that was our drummer Phil Jones's call. I mean, he knows the horn section in L.A. I found the background singers just because it was somebody that... I sang with on Prairie Wind. I met back there in Nashville, who'd moved to L.A., so I contacted her. And, you know, so it just kind of worked out, just uh, collaborated and, you know, ended up. And with, it came uh, together, yeah. And it, and it did come together, yeah. Yeah, with a lot of love, and you can tell that. Yeah, I felt that a lot, you know. I mean, it's a mutual, it's a little love fest in the the studio there. It's just a darn love fest. Thank you so much for joining the show. It's been great talking with all of you, and I think people will get a lot of healing from this album. Good, and it's hopeful. uh, It ends on a hopeful note. That was my intention. Yes, and a good way to end the interview, too, on a hopeful note. Thank you. All right. Thank you. That's singer-songwriter Peggy Young, along with legendary musicians Spooner Oldham and Kelvin Holly, here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. I used to smoke my packs of cigarettes a day. It was the hardest thing to put them away. I drank four or five bottles of wine. I kept a glass in my hand all the time. joining our show, along with legendary musicians Spooner Oldham and Kelvin Holly. Peggy, thanks for sharing your heart today and the emotions behind the new album, Raw, written in the wake of your divorce from Neil Young. This album will be very therapeutic for many listeners, for sure. Mm-hmm. Who else do we need to thank, Allie? Well, we gotta thank country music star Frankie Ballard. Frankie, thanks for bringing your charm and your music to today's show. And you guys can check out Frankie August 31st at Stir Cove along with Aaron Lewis. Get your tickets now and also download Frankie's latest album, El Rio. 
girls, who else? Well, a big high five to Aaron Lewis. You know Aaron as the country music singer now, but he's also the lead singer of the band Stained. And you can check out Aaron Lewis live. He gives an awesome concert. He's rolling into the Midwest August 31st at Stir Cove and Council Bluffs, the same night as Aaron Lewis. One hot concert. Mm-hmm. Aaron, thanks for sharing your heart, your music, and your opinions with us today. <laughs> no shortage of those. No. All right. Okay, girls, that wraps up another show. You guys have to meet us here same time same place next weekend we already can't wait we'll be waiting right here for you Bo stay happy and stay blessed Allie don't forget to be awesome Rachel that's a wrap Running